Hello, fellow time travelers. Hello. How is your spring going, dear <laughs> listener? How is your spring going, John? It's going very well. What a pleasant way to start this episode. You know what? I had a lovely day yesterday. I got plenty of vitamin D, and I am happy. Well, you know, we, we usually do like an intro that's in some way related to the movie, but I mean, yeah, this is much more pleasant. Yeah, let's just do chit-chat. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, end of chit-chat. But are you ready <laughs> to say the magic word and start this podcast what do, what do i have to say uh well i guess you have to say our name which is box office time machine i was trying to tie it up Zap! to the movie oh no she's an old person <laughs> oh help me <laughs> toot 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 a great intro <laughs> i feel like <laughs> i feel like no one if someone had to guess without like reading the title of this episode what movie we're doing this on i don't know that we would have a good success rate is there a person on earth who just blind podcast listens like just sits there uh, blind people no <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sure, <laughs> sure. Got it. I nailed it. I right. got well, it. We don't. That's answered. We don't need to go down that path. Well, I, I to answer your original question, I assume there's not a whole lot of podcast roulette going on. I would guess a whole lot of what? Like a podcast roulette when you? Oh yeah, just you know, like, like pressing play. Yeah. Well, uh, for those of you who do do that, this is Box Office Time Machine. I'm John. I am Veronica. And this week, we went to see, as did America, Shazam! Exclamation point. (laughs) Exclamation point. (laughs) Thank you for saying it. My emphasis wasn't there. (laughs) Uh, We went to see it. It is the latest superhero movie, not in the Marvel Universe, but instead in the spooky (laughs) DC Universe. Yes. Where men are like bats. And currents are direct. <laughs> that is such a dumb joke. Uh, yeah, men are bats. They're also super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, so we we've I I feel like we've discussed this many times uh-huh. how many Marvel movies we've seen. I have seen all. You've seen. We've realized most. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's do let's do how many DC movies have you seen? This my first one. Uh, so we're talking past Dark Knight trilogy. Oh yeah, we'll say in the modern Zack Snyder created oh, Man one. of Steel on. <laughs> yes. Uh, not including the greatest superhero movie of all time, Batman Returns. <laughs> Batman Returns is that's your my, favorite. I, that's my second favorite. Spider Man Two, then Batman Returns. Really? Batman no. Returns is great. My favorite is the Dark Knight, but so far, yeah. Batman Returns is great, and also the villain. Is your president, America? <laughs> yeah, burn. 
Have you seen it recently? Christopher Walken is just doing Donald Trump. Uh, no. I, I, I would buy that. He's even got a shitty Don Jr. son. Oh, really? Named Biff. Yeah, it's been such a... His name is Biff. I think so. Another character based on Donald Trump. Oh, God. Yeah. And then America was like, that villain in all those movies. <laughs> Let's give him nukes. Oh, man. This is... Yo, we're fucking political. Uh, I would like to take a minute of silence <laughs> for our nation. You know what? Tomorrow when when you go to work, just play this instead of the daily. Oh, yeah. Okay. And just, people will be like, oh, it's interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael Barbaro <laughs> has so many hot takes. <laughs> and it's very unclear about introducing the show. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess I saw Wonder Woman. That's mm. the only one. And you liked it. I enjoyed it. I I did not like the end of it. I liked no. I liked it when it wasn't like fighting in the dark. <laughs> I I have not seen it, but I think I think that opinion is fairly co- uh, common. Yeah, I would I would I would buy that. I heard Aquaman was fun. Question yeah, people mark? liked Aquaman. Um, Veronica Knight chose to do an Oscar show that week. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hold on, we we almost did a bit where we reviewed Vincent Chase's Aquaman, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of regret not doing. I think about the idea of us improvising a, an hour of entourage references. We are trained thespians and improvisers, John. Sure. We could certainly do that. Yeah, but also, people don't realize we've never seen any of the movies on this podcast. No, no, no. It's we're all just, made up. We're just good at guessing. <laughs> We're so why we are so far away for we we're so far into this episode we're barely talking about this movie. Um, that's sad. Um, we forgot it. <laughs> Just like Billy Batson's mom forgot Whoa. him at the fairground. Ouch! Ouch! You have been teed, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. Okay. Um. Uh. I would say less than an hour ago. I was watching the uh, post-credit scenes for this movie. I am just out of the theater, so let's see. Let's see how I do remembering what I literally just saw. We open. It is 1978. <sighs> that is loud. It's cold. It's windy. <laughs> it's it is. The it, is it is Christmas, and a family of jerks is heading off to see grandfather. Um, it's 1974, by the way. Really? You told me to, according to Wikipedia, I'm reading from the Wikipedia. Oh, I thought I had that. Oh, well, man. sorry, guys. Turn the podcast off. <laughs> um, so right. a family of jerks, two sons and a father are heading off to grandfather's house. We know this family sucks because uh, the dad won't let the kid, uh, the youngest son, play with a magic eight ball. The older son uh, makes fun of him, and then dad laughs at older son's <laughs> sick burn. <laughs> I know. Which, like, have you ever met a parent who did that, like, in real life? I just want to say, um, one of the most gleefully fun scenes where these characters die later on. That's true. So, I, I you know what? I'm, I, this was fun. I liked how shitty the dad was. No, like, his, his him being shitty worked for this movie i'm just saying like what is this based off of this trope like how like i've never met a parent who was that mean to their child i'm sure they exist like i'm, I'm sure there are like nah i guess no i suppose you're right i mean Wait, is is your suspension of disbelief for the ma- uh, the wizard superhero movie that <laughs> parents can be mean like in that way i feel like i've i've like known of parents who 
like, you know, beat up their children. But I feel like parents who laugh at their child so mirthlessly it was. <laughs> so you're you you uh you are on uh you're pro physical abuse but anti uh emotional abuse? In movies. In movies. No, I'm I'm joking. I mean I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I I mean no. I just I don't know. I guess like if that was the case it would have been more believable than yeah. just like ha ha ha. I don't know. I like shitty dad. No, I mean, Shitty Dad is fine. He had a very well-coiffed hair. He did. He did a great hair. Um, uh, The older son was familiar to me, but I have not looked up who it was. I assume he was on a CW show at one point. Yeah, dude. Who wasn't? Man, I've been on five. Whoa. Um, (laughs) They're all my self-produced Riverdale fan makes. Oh, and they somehow made it to the CW? (laughs) Yeah, well, they're really good. Oh, wow. I thought you kind of drugged their operator. No, no. Everyone thinks they're watching season two of Riverdale. They've just been watching my fan copy. Oh, oh, my God. Is that season two? I don't know. I don't know. Is it you in all roles? I am playing all the roles. You guys have you. It's taken everyone a while to catch on. I mean, people are like are into it. Yeah, it helps that I, I have gotten very fit. Whoa, for this. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I really, you know, I care about it. You know, it, it's your art. Yeah. You should, you should, you know, put your best foot forward on the CW. And it gets me every week on Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> these characters, uh, so anyway, uh, so they're mercilessly mean to the younger son. Younger son, however, during this car ride is suddenly transported magically mm-hmm. to a cave of wonders. Um, by the way, I, I should probably point out I am not that familiar with Shazam, Captain Marvel, uh, whatever names he wants to be called these days. Uh, since this this is our second movie in a couple months based around a superhero that was originally named Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I don't I don't know the names of like the wizard. Oh, I guess his name is Shazam. I know his <laughs> name, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know the ca- the name of like the cave or anything. So I apologize well, to the diehard uh, Shazam fans. So there's no, I guess I don't know. The, there's no cave name here, but it says that he is one of the council of seven wizards. He does say that. He does. The wizard does say that. Um and uh, also played by Jaimon Hunsu. Yes. This is the second Captain Marvel movie this year to have Jaimon Hunsu in it. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> that is pretty weird, right? Almost as weird as the fact that the last five minutes of this movie is just the last five minutes of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I mean. Synergy, right? <laughs> I, I, that is one thing I want to talk about when we get to it, because that was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I, I have not seen it, so I would be very curious. We'll get there. I, anyway, uh, right. we're so far away from that. <laughs> I'm doing a bad job. Anyway, um, yes, China, not so, two Captain, crazy. Crazy. two Captain Marvel. That's too many Captain Marvel movies <laughs> in a month. <laughs> That's um, true. They're also like a very short word. They are. They could be playing next to each other right now <laughs> in in thousands of theaters across America. Oh man, do you think like uh, he runs back and forth giggling? <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's me! That's me! Oh, my face is melting!" <laughs> uh, 
Maybe he's like... That is the opposite voice that he has in this movie. Hey, family, let's go see the movie starring me tonight in theaters. Dad, we already saw Captain Marvel. But, but, but... <laughs> There's... Anyway, sorry. Uh, this bit is going nowhere as... And we're going very slow. That's okay. This episode has a very different feel than the episode where I was sick the whole time. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, so the wizard, uh, oh my god, we're in the prologue. <laughs> the wizard's like, fuck you, little boy. And no. Okay, the wizard comes in and he says, I'm looking for a champion to give my powers to, to fight the seven deadly sins, uh, who are currently trapped in my, uh, cave that probably has a name. Um. The cave of the seven wizards. The cave of the seven wizards. Um, and I want to make, I want to give all my powers to you, little boy. Uh, but first, we got to give you this test. And this test was that a glowing thing on the other side of the room opened up and started whispering evil thoughts into the little boy's head. Mm. And it was a test to see if he would listen to them and go to take the evil power. Well, this little boy fucking sucks. And he does it. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, 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 Jaimon's like, fuck you, <laughs> basically, like, uh, but yeah, basically creates a supervillain by yeah, saying. he's like, thank you, next. And the yeah. kid is, is, like, transported back into his car with his dad and brother. Yeah. And they're still mean to him. They're still mean to him. So, <laughs> this, oh, I, like, we could just say, this movie starts with just, like, 30 straight minutes of childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I feel like. This part of the movie could have been shorter. It it's was... it's fun. All the trailers, everyone's like, finally, DC's making some fun movies. <laughs> and then it's like the first 30 minutes are just like, like, Raw Doll came out to play without the sense of humor. <laughs> um, because uh, because uh, the shitty kid goes back with his shitty family and then um, scream, starts screaming, saying, no, I'm good enough, please let me back into the cave, causes a horrible car accident in which I believe his father was dead. Turns out, no, he's just paralyzed. We find mm-hmm. out later. Um, uh, cut to credits. Super fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't stop me now. Yeah, kids screaming, kids sc- <laughs> dad gargling, gargling blood uh, while the older son screams, this is all your fault. And the kid screams, no, no, no. Cut to credits. It's fun, fun DC movie time. <laughs> right. And then we are introduced to the second childhood trauma of <laughs> Billy Batson. Um, well, they, this was also, we are introduced to uh, young Billy Batson, 14 years old, uh, now in modern times. Uh, Hold on, don't we first see him? No, he flashes back to that. I remember because it's weird, but I think oh, okay. they did it on purpose because they had to go from one period setting to modern day. Oh. Uh, so I think they didn't want both. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, I saw that movie two days ago, and I guess I don't remember <laughs> as much. Because it well, it's, it happens sometimes in the cop scene that he flashes back to the mom. Oh, stuff. maybe that's what it is. Um, oh, it's when he steals the... Anyway, what, what happens is uh, we are introduced to him... Um, locking a couple of police officers uh, by calling in a fake uh, B&E, locking them in a pawn shop so that he can jump in the police car. And I really thought after Varsity Blues, this was going to be the second movie in two months that I've watched for this podcast where a teenager steals a cop car. Uh, But no, it turns out he is just using um, uh, the little laptop in the car to check a license plate number that he has to look up uh, a woman named Batson. And I think then we have the flashback. 
Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that flashback is kind of reminiscent of us a little, a little bit. bit. It yeah. is. It is the second movie. God, these, they're all the same movie. It is the <laughs> second movie in a month where a kid goes to a carnival and, and want, after uh, we find out whether or not a, the, the parent gets a prize. Right. Um, in the... In, us, yes, he got the prize. In this movie, no. Um, young Billy's mom did not win the prize for the ring. Uh, she was doing a dart game. Well, because she doesn't love him. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that whole thing. So the so Billy uh, is like three or something. He's very young. Yeah, uh, I assumed he was like two. I was trying to do the math. Um, but the the Wikipedia said he's sixteen, or no, he's I'm sorry, <laughs> said he's four, so it was ten a years four. ago. Okay, so cool. So um, yeah, so she does not win the prize for him. They're at a crowded carnival. They then go to leave. He drops this keychain that is a compass of the a globe shaped compass, and he goes chasing after it, and. He loses his mother. A cop at the park picks him up. But then his mother never looks for him. Well, we don't know what happened. But all we know is 10 years later, he is still looking for her. But that's like, uh, let's, uh, like. Sorry, okay. are we just jumping to what we find out? I feel like we, we yeah, let's let's just, I feel like that part doesn't really spoil the movie that much. No, well, we but, know like, that he never found her. And I and we're yes. like, how the fuck did we never find her? Right. It seems like that shouldn't be too hard for like the police don't just go like oh well, he called two times no good sorry off to the foster family right um, exactly so that's like let's say even if the parent was like well, well you want to say what we find yes yeah, so we find out that she was like having a kid is too much for me and uh decided to bail on him essentially we also find out which uh, isn't clear uh, you know I don't know, easy on purpose, but it just isn't clear in the movie. She's supposed to be 17 in the first scene. Right, yeah. So um, she's also young, and uh, yeah. So we kind of have like a re sort of. Uh, we watch that original scene again at the amusement park, and now we see that she's like very distraught and sort of not into being a parent, which is cool, whatever, but like, I don't know that you can just walk away from your child as a parent. Well, I assumed that I don't I don't know legally how this works. I assume like if the police bring your kid to your house and you go, I don't want him, then the police go, okay, we're gonna take him to an orf- orphanage really? or whatever. Is that how that works? I don't like. Don't you at least get a fine or something? Well, I don't. I, I if child protective services comes to a house and the parents are like, literally, we don't want him. We're we're bad parents. Take him away. Like, I think the child, like, child protective services aren't going to go, nah-uh-uh, you made him. I guess. I just, it seemed, like, so weird that the kid would not be aware of what happened, even. Why, like, I feel yeah. like... Why is, like, we're reading into it, but I assume that... So she says in the movie that, like, I realized seeing you with the, the cops that um, they could do better for you than I could. Um, I assumed that the police... Because everyone looks it in his file and, like, kind of is like, no, you shouldn't look for your mom. Mm. I assume that the police kind of, or child protectors or whatever lied to him as a four-year-old and mm. just, like, maybe said, like, oh, we couldn't find your mom or whatever, as opposed to telling him, your mom doesn't want you, dude. <laughs> 
I feel like that's such an awkward conversation to have with the cops. Like, let's say cops show up at your door. Hey, lady, we found your kid. I don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> like, what? Anyway, sorry, that was a derail, but that bothered me. Also, the probably something that happens. I'm sure that's heartbreaking. I guess much like parents who bully their children. Parents yeah. who don't want their children is well, there's sad a as lot well. Of, this movie's very heavy on shitty parents because the major theme of this movie is, you know, family is what you make it. Home is what you call home. And home is where the heart is. Home is very much where the heart is in this movie. Um, but anyway, five minutes into the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he steals a car, gets uh, or like breaks into a car, mm. gets busted by the cops and uh right and then yes. like the foster service well first yeah he goes to find the address and it's not oh yeah that's right i mean yeah. that's a role he looks well <laughs> he it's he we find out he's been searching for his mom and the only reason he was looking in the cop car was to find her name right but this is the last address of a woman with his mother's name and it turns out no it is not his mom yeah it's very quote unquote hilariously a black woman <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wish they would have stop to visually, doing that. You have to visually get the get the idea across very quickly, and I think like, I mean, yeah, I guess you could just have like a different colored hair woman, or like, or like a grandma. Oh, but it says he was specifically looking for people in that age range. Was he? I thought you said he was looking at like a, a just like a car. We like find out, so story. in the next scene, uh, well, he has a list, and he's trying to find information on each one. Right. Uh, we find in the next scene, he's talking to someone from, I guess, Child Protective Services, mm-hmm. uh, and she's saying, look, I know, uh, pretty smart, you're a pretty smart kid, you've been looking up every woman named Rebecca Batson, or whatever, Sarah Batson, I don't fucking know, uh, within mm-hmm. uh, the age of 28 to 40, because... Um, I I liked all this. The kid wouldn't know really uh, how old his mom was. Yeah, I missed that part. I thought he was just looking up women who had he was the just, same like, terminatoring it. Yeah, I guess Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? A better success rate. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so he then gets assigned to a perfect foster family, mm-hmm. like. The two parents are fosters themselves. Former, yeah, grown-up fosters. Uh, yeah, they have, like, super precocious and cute children. Um, yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, we made the family. Um, uh, it, it's in the trailers, but, I, yeah, the trailers do not, in addition to how dark the movie is at times, the trailers do not tell, yeah, it's a very much about, like, foster families. Mm-hmm. And so we meet uh, the foster parents whose names, I don't know, I, is her name Rosa? Uh, so the parents are... I hope I'm right. Rosa and Victor. Rosa and Victor. And they are very incredibly sweet. Uh, And there are five children there. There is Darla, the youngest. Ah, she was my favorite. Who is a real talkative Tammy. Uh, (laughs) A chatty Kathy. Chatty Kathy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I go my own way. Talkative Tammy. You're off brand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's a real real motor mouth, that one, and incredibly sweet and friendly. Motor Martha. (laughs) Uh, Then there is uh, the video game kid. His name is Orville? Uh, Eugene. I know it was something something dorky. 
uh, uh, Eugene. All right, hi to all the Eugene listeners out think, there. Let me see if I can do if I can do. Let me see how I do with the other names. Okay. Uh, so I knew Darla. Didn't get Eugene, but Orville's he might as well be Eugene. Um, next we have um, coming hey. this fall to Fox <laughs> it's Eugene <laughs> from Seth MacFarlane anyway uh, <laughs> oh I didn't know where you were going with that until I remembered oh yeah there's a show called Overall yeah <laughs> it was a deep cut a deep network television cut <laughs> well in our fracture, fractured media landscape that is a deep cut Guys, Everything's a deep cut. Guys, the water cooler is dead. Whoa, dude. Uh, all right, uh, yes. Thanks to global warming, <laughs> the water heated up and went away. Oh, here we go. We're being political again. Yeah, dude. Fucking Michael Barbaro. That's me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all so, right, so you so okay. far, you're so, one for two. <laughs> next, we have Pedro. Yes. Pedro, who is... Uh, Seems about uh, fifteen or so, and he is a uh, dummy. He's he is a dummy. His thing is that he's trying to get swole. Um, he's working out a lot and having trouble in school. Um, and uh, uh, because he's end, not working out his most oh. important muscle. Yes, that is true. Brain. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. What is it? Darla says, um, oh, because we find we are introduced to Pedro's weights before Pedro. And Darla says, um, quoting, clearly quoting Pedro, that his school is getting swole, <laughs> um, which I thought was very cute. Uh, or getting swole is his school. <laughs> um, uh, we also find out at the very end of the movie, Pedro is gay. Really? It's a very racially diverse, uh, uh, it's a very diverse group of foster kids. Okay, you'll have to point that out to me because I did not pick uh, up on When they go to that. the strip club, Pedro says, not really my thing. Oh, you Oh, you got you got that he's gay from that? I thought that, that I was I thought he was just trying to be like a gentleman. To Orville? To Orville? I'm calling him Orville, <laughs> I don't fucking care. I don't know, I guess I didn't perceive it as that, but I mean, hey. That's kind of cool if he is. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess they could have made it more explicit. He could have been... He I'm gay! <laughs> Boobs, gross. <laughs> Show me some pee. <laughs> Why couldn't we teleport into... Oh. A magic mic show. <laughs> A screen and go magic mic XXL. <laughs> That's what I, a gay man, enjoy. <laughs> That is the kind of like straightforward narrative that I enjoy. I, we just are asked. It's a complicated movie. Just be a little more explicit with everyone's. Well, one character who is very explicit is Freddy, uh, the kid who uses a crutch and constantly talks about it. Um, yeah. Do we know what is his handicap? I don't think. I, I, not having any friends. Hmm. That is that is also accurate. Uh, so what is? Oh, the... and I, in case any of you worried, there's also Mary. Yeah. She's 17. She's trying to get into college at Caltech. Yeah. Um. Four out of five. Good job. And I was very curious if they were gonna go uh like love interest route uh with his foster sister. Um, yeah. Really. Did you not think that? No. Alright, Shazam 2. Shazam, I'm calling it right now. He's gonna have a crush in her. Okay, I guess she's going to college. She's good. She's like older than him, but also By they're three foster years siblings. Of a day. 
That's why I thought it was weird. I thought I buy it. But they we get a special scene just with her. I thought I. You don't think they're gonna go route where she? No. <laughs> this is your fan fiction. This is your <laughs> slash fiction. I'm calling it. Calling they're, it. They're fucking. Next movie. Ew. Next movie is just him switching back and forth between the two bodies. <laughs> While fucking his foster sister. Shazam! 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 <laughs> oh, call me by your name and let my power <laughs> run through you. Uh, do things accurately. Call me by them. your name is not the line. Oh my god. Uh, right, 15 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so, Freddy is. Have we, that, is that the first time we've gone on a tangent about uh, characters in a movie <laughs> fucking? Uh, maybe. If so, I feel bad that it's a movie for children about <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> I guess that's not really our brand. Imagining how characters would fuck. <laughs> well, she's like, put me in a silly dilly mood. A silly dilly mood. She says, holy moly. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Anyway, so that's his sister. He's going to fuck her later in the trilogy. Um, the trilogy. Shazam, followed by Soundhound. Um, so anyway, we meet the, all his foster siblings. And uh, and uh, Frenny is a big superhero fan. And remember, this takes place in a universe where Justice League already happened. It wasn't a disappointment. It was a thing that happened. Is that true? Yeah. The, he has a, a newspaper on the wall that says uh, Superman's back. Oh, really? I missed Superman that. died and came back. Although... Um, that is the biggest suspension of disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do... And, and that's Superman's costume from those movies at the end. Mm. But they do... Uh, they don't go explicit with the connections, which I guess is the going to be the direction going forward, because they could very easily have made it explicitly a part of that universe. Right. But no, this is just a universe in which the DC heroes exist, and we never... Uh, spoilers, because I was curious about this. We never see them. Yeah, well... So, kind of. So... Uh, also, we see toys of them, yeah. which makes me wonder, uh, in this universe, man, those superheroes really sold out. But also, yeah, there's, like, Superman's bullet is one of the mm. things that, that Freddy's most prized possession. And that was confusing to me, I guess, like, because Superman exists in that universe? Or is that, like, a prop bullet? Oh, no, no. This is this in is the a DC real, universe. Yeah, yeah. So this is, like, a real Superman bullet. Yeah, that's so, like, this in this world, people sell on eBay, like, rubble from super, Superman fights. That's pretty cool. I wish they'd been more explicit about that. Too. I thought they were pretty explicit. I did not, because I did not come into it thinking that. Oh. So my brain didn't even go there. I assumed Why? it was just a toy. Well, is, I liked how subtle it was that this is just a universe in which these heroes exist. So it's like, you know, when he, when, uh, uh, this is another thing, the movie never really names him because uh, the in the comics they have confusion over what his name is. Um, so, like, what is his name at the end of the movie? Oh, so it's not Red... Shazam? No, that's a wizard. Oh. Uh, so yeah, here... he has, like, a bunch of nicknames, so but here, my, I don't... My non-knowledgeable, my non-knowledgeable uh, uh, 
knowledge of the history is that um, uh, Captain Marvel is this character. He right. was created in the third 40s. Yes. He was created in the 40s. He was published by a publishing called Fawcett Comics, which is why the high school is called Fawcett Central in this movie. Oh, not um, after Farrah Fawcett, which well, is what I thought. It's a dual reference. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many... Guys, there's so many hidden Charlie's Angels references <laughs> <Yes>. in this. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so he was published under that thing. And then DC, at the time, sued, uh, sued uh, Fawcett... Because they said the character was too close to their currently popular, very popular Superman. Right. Um, and they won the lawsuit. So uh, Fawcett could no longer publish uh, comics uh, about Captain Marvel. And then a few years later, a few uh, decade or so later, Marvel Comics was like, hey, you know, there's a that name that people remember liking that is kind of like our name, too. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a Captain Marvel? So they created their own Captain Marvel, but then DC bought Fawcett, so they still had the rights now to Captain Marvel, the character, but they couldn't call him Captain Marvel, but then, so then they kind of called him Shazam for a while, and then there's been, like, mm-hmm. what is his current name? So... According to this, it is Shazam. Currently? Yeah. So it they are being released. So from what I read about it is that like they DC cannot make any movies with Shazam, but they can still like the printing rights are murkier. Like but they this can still like Shazam. Uh, yes. But he can't be called Shazam in the movies? No. So DC can make Shazam movies, but they cannot make Captain Marvel movies, but they can still release comics of, like, DC Captain Marvel, and they Oh, the old Fawcett comics. Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah. But, yeah, so Shazam... So he is, like, referred to as Shazam in the movie, Mm -hmm. it seems like, according to the credits, at least. And it is weird that his villain's name is Spider-Man. But, yes... (laughs) (laughs) well uh so red cyclone is one of the yes they call him red cyclone a lot in this yeah uh and that's is the only one that's here but i can anyway trying to find other nicknames while you continue on (laughs) sorry (laughs) where where was i uh uh oh he talks to (laughs) freddie yeah so he goes upstairs hangs out with (laughs) freddie (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be so long. <laughs> Hangs out with Freddie a bit, and um, uh, Freddie uh, discovers that he has a, reveals that he has a love of superheroes. Um, but then cynical uh, Billy, who just wants to get out of there and find his mom, steals off screen steals mm-hmm. Freddie's Superman bullet to sell. Um, Freddie uh, yells. Uh, kind of yells at him a bit, a bit about it. Not really yelling. He's pretty chill about it. At school the next day, Billy uh, denies that he stole it. And then when he's walking away, uh, Billy sees Freddy get attacked by a couple of real shitty douchebag bullies. Yeah. Yeah, they're real assholes. They, and- they don't know how to park. <laughs> yeah, and they, <laughs> they don't know park <laughs> um yeah their big thing is a uh, their big character trait is parking their jeep <laughs> um and uh and i do want to talk about the later jeep scene with you remind me that i have thoughts on yes that. um so they uh they actually they don't just attack uh freddie they um they basically hit him with their car yeah this is like <laughs> a 
hit and run or like a hit well it's not a run if you then get out of the car and go hey fuck you idiot yeah i think that's like a crime that's they definitely in the actually, crime category yeah they don't actually say fuck you idiot because i think this movie's pg yeah they bleep f words it's it. is it pg or pg-13 i think it's pg because it is very violent yeah it's pg-13 um okay uh so yeah, they attack him, and then the the other foster kids try to step in, and the bullies yell at Freddy. Say, "What you need your fake family to defend you? Why don't you call your mom?" Oh yeah, you don't have one. Classic. And real like this, this is some <laughs> harsh bullying. Um, but Billy hears that last part, and Billy's like, "Hey man, I relate to that. I'm not into this shit." And he twirls around. And he grabs... Yeah, the- he does a very graceful <laughs> twirl. <laughs> it's off care. Is what I assume he's doing off screen. Um, Jate, uh, Padre's <laughs> over. He parkours up a tree, <laughs> grabbing the crutch that's in slow motion, <laughs> flipping through the air. Ooh. Anyway, he grabs a crutch and beats the shit out of the bullies with yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck the bullies. It's great. It's very, very harsh and violent. This is... Uh, well, this goes into something that I really enjoyed about this movie is that this is a, a children's movie that really has no problem um, uh, just going <laughs> going like all out there. Just like, yeah, the scary scenes are genuinely very scary. Mm. Uh, the monsters are very creepy. Um, it's violent. The characters are mean in a way that I really yeah. enjoy. You really like how mean those characters are. Well, it's just like, there's nothing I like more than just like a real evil bully in a movie. Just like just a guy who's he's whose sole personality trait is that he sucks. And I just love that character. Oh I, man. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. A guy who mocks me for being yes. an orphan. For a day. Uh, and so Billy runs away into a very convenient uh, train station. That's well, it's Philadelphia. Right they got a great uh, public transportation system. I mean, so I hear. I would never set foot there again. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. I had a very bad experience last time I was there. Well, Billy has a great experience on his train. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. We skipped uh, the bad guy getting his evil powers. We skipped the whole bad guy. Uh, well, the ba- bad guy... He does he? Is we he... skipped it because it's weirdly placed. Oh, uh, which is part of why. Um, uh, without we haven't talked about it, uh, but I think we we both agree that the first first part of this movie is the weak part. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, they have to fill in so much exposition. Uh, so that prologue was the bad guy as a kid mm-hmm. so some point in in the midst of us meeting our hero yeah, um, you, we were so focused on him fucking his foster sister <laughs> that we forgot <laughs> to introduce the villain of the piece well it's at some point in, this, in these scenes where you know these regular scenes where we're meeting the main character blah blah we then cut away to another scene with the villain who's now an adult um and he is now uh uh it's Mark Strong, yeah. and he's fun- funding some kind of weird study, finding other people who, as children, were uh, brought before the wizard, and they all also failed the purity test to get the power. Um, however, he's finally found one woman who has video evidence of the quote-unquote abduction, and he sees the secret symbol code that will finally give him access. Which is BT-dubs. 
It's like, this is like a permutation problem. He <laughs> knew all the symbols. He just didn't know the order. And there are like literally seven. <laughs> he's rich. He's I rich. Mean, this he's is rich. easier than doing math. This is like so simple. Um, <laughs> but like you said, this is, so this is a lot of information that is in the, we get to, we go from introducing the villain straight into um, the brutal death <laughs> of his lab assistant. Um, right. Oh, poor woman. And this is, this uh, our first Marvel comparison, maybe, I don't know. First Marvel comparison of the, of the show. Uh, this reminded me of in the first Ant-Man where mm. Corey stole brutally kills a guy midway through um and i loved it then and i really loved it now because it really like put me on my toes be like oh i didn't realize this was the type of movie to show an innocent woman burn to ash in front of us while screaming well yeah but she was she was fussy <laughs> uh, the movie did make it clear she fucking deserved it <laughs> i uh yeah i yeah it happened <laughs> I guess uh, yeah, I didn't see that Ant Man movie, so I don't know. That's a that's that's one of the Marvel movies I have not seen. But as he solves the super complicated permutation <laughs> problem, which is like seven factorial, this it's is seven nothing. Digits your calculator times. can do this. Uh, anyway, he finally opens the door. And he's back at the cave of the seven wizards or seven sins, depending on your intentions. And uh, he finally grabs that orb that eluded him all those years. First, he's got he's got a pretty cool little confrontation with uh, Jaimon. Oh yeah, he says, "Fuck you, guy, for not giving me those powers all those years ago." Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I gotta say, like those monsters. So the like the sins. They're basically just sculptures mm-hmm. with like red eyes. Like yeah. they they looked like, you know, Disney attractions, you know? Oh, like I love them. Wait, are you talking about uh when they're uh, full creature designs or No, just like w- when they are statues, mm. when they're just like the They've camera pans to one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Camera pans to one, it doesn't move other than its eyes being red and it like there's some VO of like I am bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it says something else. They do. But like their statue form in the in this little cave does feel a bit like budget shadow. Yeah, of the it's so like yeah, it's so budget friendly. But I like it. <laughs> they they basically look like um when the uh, the Gozer demons or whatever are are uh, turned to stone at the end of Ghostbusters. I guess, but it's just. Yeah, it felt like very cheap. I liked, I it. Liked felt it. very cheap. Well, it's also, this is also a scene with, <laughs> with Drymon dressed as an old ancient wizard yeah, with a big lightning like, bolt on his chest. It's silly. It's fun. Wasn't there like a comedy where there was a wizard like that? Where he was like selling weed or something? I feel like it reminded me of... I don't me know, but of, it sounds very funny. It reminded me of something where I was like, this wasn't like a weird comedy. <laughs> and but I couldn't put a finger on it. Uh but yeah, so he reaches for the orb, he unleashes the statues of the sins. The sins come out and I they are I think very cool looking monsters. Really? I don't oh, They're all I mean they're all that. uniform in color, which is a little boring. But they have very cool shapes and I especially <laughs> love uh gluttony 
is a like giant bulbous fat demon mm. who when he uh, opens it mouth his mouth it turns out his mouth is vertical and goes along his entire stomach <laughs> and lifts up to reveal rows and rows of fangs and it is truly horrific and I think that's the reason we only get a very brief glimpse of him in the background. <laughs> Well, so that, I guess that's a question for you. I did not feel, I guess, other than gluttony, maybe, or greed. I don't know. It felt like I did not know what sin each monster was. No. It was like they did not seem to have any real traits to differentiate them. Yeah, they didn't really relate to... Uh, so they're supposed to be the seven deadly sins, and... Other than gluttony being fat, their their character designs didn't really respond relate to the sins. But I thought they were still cool demon designs, just mm. general monster designs. And it's like we've seen enough video games that have created like bosses out of the seven deadly sins, and they all end up kind of looking the same. Like I've l- seen so many of those. Well, John. <laughs> I there were at least like six video games where you're fighting the seven deadly sins and lust is always like a, a sexy, big lady. sexy lady oh see i did that i mean my like my main point of reference for the deadly sins is the movie seven so <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i thought that was kind of i was like why do they have to be the seven deadly sins just because it was like it seems like they do a ton with yeah that idea. yeah exactly they could be seven whatever it's like it doesn't like for the being... purpose of this movie it's more just something to call them right um yeah. like other than very briefly in the scene uh with his where he kills his uh family which um, i guess has also happened to might as well talk about it. uh does this happen right now i think i think it happens around this time Oh no, not yet. It happens after uh, okay. Billy's transformation. All right. Um. So, uh. So the bad guy is created, gets his power, uh. Fucks Jaimon shit up. Jaimon is now dying. Oh. Anyway, back to Billy. Um. He. Oh, back to the future. Uh. <laughs> because we fucked up the order. So now Billy goes to school. Blah blah blah. blah. Anyway, Billy goes on the subway. Then he meets Jaimon. Jaimon says, I don't have time for my purity test. You're just going to have to fucking do. Um, gives Billy all his powers. Um, uh, there's a but like he says a bunch of quotes that I assume are from the comic that are like, take hold of my shaft and say my name and my power will flow through you. And um, it's like they wanted to be true to that, but they also had to kind of call it out of how weird that sounded. Mm-hmm. But they also... They also didn't want to call it out too much to make it too fucking weird that this old man is telling him to grab his shaft and say his name. Um, But yeah, we just get a half-hearted gross from Billy. Uh Um, Anyway, long story short, Billy takes the shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Billy takes the shaft. Uh, Says Shazam, and he is transformed to Chuck's own Zachary Levi. Yeah, I like it. Oh, people were... This is so funny. So this movie, when they first announced that casting, all these movie websites I were looking at, everyone was like, oh, what? <laughs> He's like a comedy guy. And I'm like, do you not realize what this movie about a 14-year-old who becomes a superhero in red tights is going to be? <sighs> there is no way to not make this a comedy. Oh, I thought no. it was so obvious that it was going to be a comedy. Yeah, but yeah, what do you... I mean, I guess I'm not familiar with the comic. 
But yeah, that is the plot. Like, yeah. and this is a more dark, much darker, and more serious at times than I expected. But um, but yeah, people. Yeah, I really wanted the drama. <laughs> I really wanted this to be serious. Like, what are who is Shazam really? What are his demons? What are his seven sins? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Give us a Snyder cut. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> that's what I yell at every movie. Give us the Snyder cut. But yeah, Zachary Levi basically just playing uh, Chuck from the after the season where he whatever got like super fighting abilities. Uh, isn't that the beginning of the show? No, he <laughs> just become he's just super smart and has like a uh, computer in his right. head. But at the end of either season one or two, he gets an upgrade and suddenly he, and he goes like, I know Kung Fu. And it's like a Matrix reference. <gasps> oh, check out our next episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I watched Chuck for most of its run. I did uh, not. And so this seems like a logical casting. And true true to expectations, or our expectations, uh, he was very great. He was good. Yeah, he was good. This is not my favorite Josh Schwartz care, like, <laughs> uh, actor introduction oh, in the movie. Okay, well, yeah. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even make that connection. Um, <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, so suddenly Billy is an adult in red tights. Um, uh, he recognizes that he looks like a superhero. And this is, of course, a universe where superheroes do exist. So everyone's not that surprised to see him. Uh, but he somehow gets home. Yeah, his foster parents are desperately looking for him because it seems like he ran away, just like he ran away from every other foster home. But no, he sneaks back, scares the shit out of Freddy, but persuades him to come outside and also persuades him that he is really Billy by revealing that he has the bullet that he stole. Yeah. And off they go uh, to a night of shenanigans that are basically depicted in the trailer. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So first, uh, they don't know what his powers are. Um, uh, so he tries to jump and lands real hard on his face. Uh, <laughs> tries to fly, doesn't work. Uh, so then they uh, have a great, great fun cut. In uh, one of my favorite jokes in the movie, um, where Zachary Levi goes, I have a great idea. Hard cut to him or uh, asking for beer at the local 7 <laughs> Eleven. Um, and this is gets into like, this is this is when the movie finally, because actually, um, Chris Hinley leaned over to me when he transformed and said, Yeah, it's 40, 40 minutes before no, wow. he uh, becomes Zachary Levi. But they had so much to get through. We can talk about how effective it was but um but this is when the movie gets fun because this is just genuinely what would two 14 year old boys do if one of them had a superpowers right. and it's real dumb shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah that part was very fun and they have that queen song we sang briefly <laughs> uh which was great uh yeah so all that, that stuff was, was fun that was the second time so the first time they go out they stop a robbery at a convenience store right uh it's in the trailers you love it uh, the shooting, the getting shot by bullets goes on longer is very funny with Freddy, uh, uh, with him returning the gun he took to the robber so he can shoot him more for the cell phone camera. <laughs> um, and Freddy yelling, shoot him in the face. Uh, uh, this whole scene, very funny. Um, uh, they leave, try the beer, don't like it, 
kids, that's a lesson. They come back for some beef jerky. Get some snacks and some Red Bull, one of Red Bull's many appearances in the movie. Someone <laughs> gives you gave money. Oh, that was the clever touch they were getting. It's thematic, thematically relevant. Yeah, of course. Come uh, he, on. he doesn't need to fly. He had Red Bull all along. Exactly. This um, is, see, that is the subtlety I picked up on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he is bulletproof. Um, they then skip out of school by Ferris Buellering with him transforming into the adult. Ver- oh, they also discover that he can transform back into the kid and go back and forth by saying Shazam. Mm-hmm. So then they use that to sneak out of school by transforming into the adult Shazam and saying he's their father, taking them uh, <laughs> to someplace after his business office meeting. Business office. It's so dumb. It's very fun. Yeah. Uh, and then they go have a queen montage where they practice all their... Uh, practice all their moves also intercut with uh, clearly edited in scenes that uh, probably weren't intended to be in this montage but worked just fine within it Mm, yeah I mean yeah all that stuff was super fun I think that was my favorite part of the movie Uh, yeah I mean no no it it was the best part of the movie it was very fun Uh, but the plot has to come first yes and soon enough uh Freddie realizes... Oh, now we can get to uh, the bad guy killing his family. Well, oh yeah, the bad guy kills his family. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much we want to say. He sort of like shows up, so... It's it, very dogma, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon killing yes. the boardroom. So it's like, uh, oh, surprisingly enough, <laughs> the offices of uh, of this company are at the top of the Osaka Tower in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> When that open? Is that open? It's already open. Oh my god! I wait no more. The Osaka Tower is finally open. <laughs> Do you think this takes place in the glass universe? <laughs> this Philadelphia have too many superheroes. Oh, we don't have that many listeners, and I'm trying to think what percentage could possibly have gotten that. <laughs> Well, oh man, I'm not going to explain it, but it's funny to those who get it. <laughs> anyway, um, so they're at this evil boardroom, and of course, the older brother still works for the dad who's in a wheelchair and not dead. I also thought that he might be. Yeah, he seemed very dead. Uh, but now he's fucking dead, dude. Yeah. He's so dead. He uh, falls from Philadelphia's tallest tower, the Osaka Tower. It's open. <laughs> That's the, the brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it all starts off with, hey, dad, remember when you didn't believe in me all these years ago? Well, check me out. Now I have a bunch of demons who are going to kill you <laughs> in your boardroom. I fucking loved this scene. Of course you did. <laughs> it was, and it was also very much so, um, the director, whose name I forget. Uh, um, he's the dude who did Annabelle. Yeah, so he has a horror background. He made a bunch of horror shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will look up his. So this felt very much like uh, a scene from my favorite superhero movie of all time, even better than Batman Returns, the Blair Witch Project, the Blair Witch Project, <laughs> uh, no, Spider Man Two, uh, where Doc Ock is first born and Sam Raimi suddenly turns it into a horror movie for Doc Ock to murder all the people in the um, uh, in the surgery room. Uh, this is what that this scene felt like. Where he first has one uh, uses his super strength, this is Mark Strong, to chuck his older Mark brother Strong. out a window. Super strength. That's how he gets these roles. Oh man! Um, 
and then has the demons just brutally murder all the board the board executives. Uh, we get a great horror movie shot of the guard outside hearing noises, then going over to the door, and then a bunch of bodies thrown against the glass, <laughs> screaming as we just see hands and arms of demons pulling them down. Uh, it kill everyone except the father. Um, Mark Strong gives another dumb little speech, then leaves and says, oh yeah, greed, you can kill my dad. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, his name is David F. Sandberg. That's the director. David F. Sandberg, if I can say anything. DFS. That was a perfect scene. Well, I, I felt like the comedy of the receptionist could, could have been funnier. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should have just like... The moment he saw something was off, he should have just, like, walked briskly. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you would have wanted a, oh, I'm out. As the, guy, as the guy next to us in the theater yelled, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, um, okay. Oh, okay. Before I get, before I get, before I forget, did your theater do, where did you see this? Uh, Lincoln Square. Did your theater do weird lighting shit? No. Uh, We saw this at Union Square. Uh, Not even at their 40X that was playing concurrently for 80 bazillion extra dollars. Uh, We saw it in the regular screening. And what they did was the theater lighting on the walls Mm. would flash whenever there were explosions. Are you sure this wasn't just a malfunction? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this was something that was programmed into the movie. Because no. it also had a coming back to... The lights flash to come back on. And it was so stupid. At the beginning of the movie, it was, like, subtle. Like, the, fir- the first, like... Uh, it happened during the first, like, going to the wizard's place uh-huh. scenes. And then it was, during the fight scenes, it would strobe. And it was so fucking annoying. It felt like an employee of the theater was just standing at the bottom going, up, down, up, down, up, down. No. That... I've never seen it before, and it did not work. I wonder if it's just, like, some, I don't know, like, movie director. And, like, or, like, not movie director, some, like, usher. Can I? I don't have my phone. Can you look that up? Uh, oh, I yeah. don't know what what to Google there. Yeah, I don't know what to Google either. But it, it almost like, seems to me like, hey, manager, I have this idea. Just, just let me. It's gonna work. They're gonna love it. Just let <laughs> me stand at the bottom of the theater. Yeah. It, it. I think it's possible that the 4DX, you know, whatever bullshit they have going on there, was happening by accident in our theater as well. Just the lighting, none of the seat stuff. That is so funny. It was so weird. I'm so glad. I almost saw this movie by myself. I'm so glad Krista gave the just so I'm not the only one who experienced this. Veronica just Googled it and we can't find anything about it. So I guess I'm losing my mind. I mean, it might be a deeper cut. (laughs) Someone please. I'm telling you, then it gives more credence to my theory of a rogue usher who was like, I know what I'm doing. Um, uh... Uh, to all our listeners um, if you ever get a chance please you know rate and review us on iTunes and stuff and if you're giving us a review it really helped and if you don't know what to say just tell me whether or not you've ever been in a theater (laughs) where the lights flashed with the action scenes please please dear listener (laughs) anyway um uh, what fucking scene were we on? Oh yeah, so uh, he uh, the villain kills uh his uh older brother. So cool. And then a monster kills his dad. So great. 
and then a comedy beat gets botched, in my uh, opinion. Uh. Uh, but then we go back, and you know what? Things are not as great in uh, in the Freddie and Billy, Billy, right? Billy relationship. Yeah. Why? I don't know. This part was rushed because we had so much exposition in the first act. Uh, so they have fights over, uh, basically the plot point from Spider-Man Homecoming. And this is where the comparisons first really start, mm-hmm. uh, that, um, Freddie tells his friends that his friend, uh, Red Cyclone or whatever will be there. Um, and Billy does not come. And so Freddy looks like a real fucking dipshit at school. Yeah. And meantime, though, uh, Shazam or uh, Billy uh, is, I guess, like taking photos with strangers by the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Yep. Sort of basking with just him being himself. He's He's gone viral in the city uh, due to yes. YouTube videos shot by uh, Freddy. Um, so people are paying money to see him shoot electricity out of his hands. What is he singing? Oh, I, I forgot what he's singing. Uh, Lightning out my hands. Oh, yeah. it's Yeah, something like that. It's something dumb. Something a 14-year-old like, would come up with. Lightning out my hands. Lightning <laughs> out my hands. Uh, whatever. He's doing it to some song, and it's uh, very fun. Freddy comes up, yells at him. Um, he brags more about his lightning hands. And then, um, which is a power we glossed over in the montage, he learns that he has lightning hands. Um, yes. And uh, he, like, goes around malls and charges everyone's phones yes. and sometimes blows them up. So he shoots lightning, though, to show off and accidentally hits a bus. Whoa. Um, uh, and the bus goes careening off a bridge and is hanging there. Um, and Billy runs over a super speed. Um, they let this scene go on for a while, and I thought it was very fun, where the bus keeps tipping over, and Billy, not sure if he's strong enough to catch it, keeps trying to think of things to do, including placing one clearly urine-soaked yeah. mattress on the ground below the bus and waving for the people to try landing on it, uh, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, but he manages to somehow salvage the bus at the last second. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's all captured in news footage, mm-hmm. including his fight with Freddy. That will come into importance later. That will. But first, you see, we forgot to mention that during that boardroom scene, the scene spoke to Mark Strong, whose name is Thad Savannah? Yes, yeah, something Mr. Savannah. His name is definitely Thad. Um, Thad? Uh, that's his, that, his name. That he was kid called Thaddeus. No oh, yeah, choice. no chance. Um, uh, def- you name your kid Thad, he's going to become a supervillain with a weird eye. Thaddeus Savannah. Very cool. So Thaddeus Savannah is told by the Sins in the midst of their office rampage that there is another. The wizard has chosen his champion and he is the only one who can stop their, uh, I don't know, world domination. I don't really know what their goal is, but he's the only one that can kill them. It seemed like their goal was to mainly avenge, like to show his dad that he is strong. <laughs> Which... <laughs> you know what mission accomplished I wish more more super villains had that <laughs> yes Mr. Bond I will shoot this laser into the moon unless the world pays me a billion dollars and then my dad will know how strong I am <laughs> I mean that is the subtext for most of his <laughs> movies 
Anyway. Um. Uh, so he flies over, sees all the bus stuff, realizes that's not their fucking champion. Flies on over, intimidates Zachary Levi Shazam, who thinks he's just another fan. And then, lo and behold, a super fight breaks out. And Shazam's getting his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. He gets it kicked in the street. He gets it kicked in the sheets. He gets it kicked in the mall. He gets it kicked. Yeah, so basically the same fight goes through a bunch of Philadelphia landmarks, mm-hmm. I would imagine, until it ends up in a mall and Billy realizes that he can yell Shazam and as the lightning bolt comes out, whenever he says it, he could sort of disappear into the crowd. Yes, he distracts, uh, right as Mark Strong is about to uh, fucking give the deal, the killing blow, he distracts everyone with his Shazam lightning and as a kid rolls out and escapes. However... Um, however, Thaddeus Savannah <laughs> sees Freddy looking for Billy and also sees on one of the TVs in the mall news footage from earlier of that the adult so Shazam. Convenient. Yeah, the adult Shazam having a fight with Freddy and he realizes, oh shit, this kid Freddy knows, uh, <laughs> knows, uh, Shazam, who's also a kid. Yeah. Oh, he's was... also realized during the fight that Shazam is a little boy. But it's also like... I mean, come on, Freddy. Be more inconspicuous. Like, well, he was, like, yelling. <laughs> Billy! Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, he kidnaps Freddy. Uh, and... Uh, Got a good siren going. Mm. Oh, yeah. We also have a siren. This is an impeccably produced <laughs> podcast. Uh, I can't believe they let a siren into our $1,000 a day sound recording studio. Inside a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, he kidnaps Freddy and they go back to their foster home. The parents conveniently just left to go out looking for Billy. I mean, they're never around. Well, but they are around to get a nice scene earlier where they talk about the definition of home. I mean, yeah, they're great. They're pretty good. <laughs> uh yes and so uh uh mark strong dr savannah lures <laughs> billy back right is that when that happens yeah he takes all the or all orphans all the foster kids um hostage and then uses freddie's phone to call billy uh, and demand that he arrives billy shows up and but Billy is, meanwhile, trying to meet his mom, I believe. That's when oh, that happens. Oh, fuck, right, yeah. Yeah, but uh, we already talked about it. Yeah, yeah, what happened is, um, after the fight, uh, Billy returns home to the foster family. All the kids, the, the parents yell at him for running away again. All the kids show how much they care about him by showing that they uh, discovered he was looking for his mom. Uh, all the kids except for Freddie, who's still out, out being fucking kidnapped and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other kids revealed that they, they knew that he was looking for his mom and they helped him by using Orville's hacking skills um, <laughs> to look up. We get a, a, a call out to the, I'm not sure that popular video game Watchdogs, um, but that's where he learned his hacking skills to find Billy's mom's address. Billy runs off. This is what the foster parents chase it, go after chasing him. That's when he goes and meets his mom, who's like, dude, I fucking hate you. Mm. Not really. Well, yeah, she says the things that we discussed earlier. And he says, oh, that's okay. I got to go be with 
my real family, which he finally realizes is his foster family Yay. he's known for two days. Of course. But, I mean, to be honest, he made the right choice. Oh, yeah. They're all <laughs> lovely. This is the most amazing family in the world. Right. Um, and so uh, as he comes back to see all of his foster uh, siblings uh, being held hostage by... Uh, Dr. Savannah, PhD. Uh, uh, Dr. Savannah says that he wants him to transfer his powers to him. Yes. And so he again draws the impossible to figure out seven character combination on the door, immediately turning into a portal to the cave that they boldly venture into. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the kids tell Billy, don't, don't go. But Billy, Billy, don't be a hero. Billy's learned something about being heroic. And he says, I think in this scene, uh, if I can't protect my family, what kind of hero would I be? And so he goes and follows him in to the super, the cave of whatever with the seven wizards. Um, but just the cave of, the of whatever with the seven <laughs> wizards. I'd watch that show. Um, <laughs> so they go in there. And um, he's about to steal his powers. And all the sins come out and sit around on the wizard's thrones. Real fucking dick move. Taking the dead wizard's thrones. But they all sit around. They're like, kill him. Take his power. Take his power. And Mark Strong's about to do it. When boom, the, the foster kids run in. They've gone through the doorway. And they throw Freddy's batarang, a uh, replica batarang mm-hmm. that sticks right into Mark Strong's head. Importantly revealing that the sins are the source of his power. And he loses his immortality when they're not a part of his body. Wow. That's a lot. And so... Can you comfort- believe it? <laughs> Can you fucking believe it? Well, I saw it. I believe it. <laughs> uh, and so a confrontation ensues. Mm-hmm. The kids, they run away. They are being chased. They... I think... At that point... Oh, oh, the door scene. Yeah, the door scene happens, which is kind of um, cute. The wizard, uh, like like a Monsters, Inc. Uh, character, <laughs> has, I guess, doors. He can only travel through doorways uh, or open up doorways to let people in. So he literally has replicas of every doors of all the potential champions that he gave the purity test to. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to find their way home, and they keep opening the doors, which it reveals leads to all sorts of different dimensions... <laughs> Including my favorite, a bunch of gator men playing poker, like the <laughs> dogs playing poker uh, p- painting. But they are have terrifying gator faces, but humanoid bodies wearing tuxedos. And when the door opens, they jump up and run at the door screaming <laughs> in a truly terrifying shot that I love so much. So apparently that's a reference to... Like a comic book, no thing. Yeah, that's what there I- are a lot of things that I'm sure reference. Like there's some, uh, uh, like the faucet thing earlier. Uh, there was some glimpse of like where the camera lingered on um, this cartoon playing on one of the TV screens that I'm sure is like maybe a cartoon like the director worked on or something. It's some reference. Mm-hmm. Some extra get runs in front of the camera gets way too much time. And in any of these things, I'm like, oh, she's probably like draws comics or something. 
Yeah, she's the kid. But the gator yeah. men? So, yeah. So, uh, these are crocodile men, enemies of Captain Marvel. Fuck yeah, dude. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. It's going to be in the sequel. He's um, going to fuck his foster sister and <laughs> fight some crocodile men. And if you love references to super obscure uh, Shazam villains, get ready for that mid credit scene. Um, anyway, so... Uh, so uh they have this whole door thing they finally um they finally go how like oh maybe you could teleport just think of wherever you want to be and we'll be there and then shazam grabs the kids and they teleport to a strip club (laughs) (laughs) uh which they uh um he tried to go in earlier as an adult and spent all his money in five minutes in uh, (laughs) one of my favorite jokes and then they go back there in an even better joke and call back yeah, uh, and that's the oh, that's the scene where um Pedro's like, I'm so gay. Yes, I am a gay character. The clearly gay yes. scene. Uh, and Orville's like, I'm the nerd. <laughs> and uh, and what do you know? Right across the street from the strip house, the strip house. Yeah, the yeah, strip yeah, yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. Is that what they call? Yeah, the strip house. The strip house. Come on down to the strip house. <laughs> Oh, you can pick your own stripper. <laughs> we'll serve you right at right at the table. Oh, all right, so right across the street from the stripping establishment is an all family carnival. Billy's a crazy city. I mean, yeah, they throw batteries at Santa. And they, they end have... up in the. It's not just any carnival. It's the Christmas carnival where he lost his mother all those years ago. Whoa! And it has the exact same setup, including the exact same uh, dart game. Oh, because Philadelphia does not renew its attractions. No, no. And also, uh, oh, I did make. There's a running jokes about um, them fucking with Santa Claus, which I guess now is a is a Philadelphia joke. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I like Santa Claus is basically terrible, and he's like well, he is, very cowardly. He's a mall Santa who just keeps being in the wrong place when a super fight is happening, and acts the most cowardly possible every time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his first scene is him telling a little girl, even the summer, he'll always be there for her, and then ditching her the moment a superhero fight starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, and um, so, as they. Uh, as they are besieged by Mark Strong and his monsters in this uh, carnival, Billy realizes that when he first got his powers, that the Shazam Sr. told him that he could use uh, his powers to decimate his powers across the world or, like, to other people. And so he decides to uh, spread his the wealth among his foster kids or he foster makes, siblings he makes a shazamily oh <laughs> how long did you wait to see that oh, i just thought of it a few seconds ago but i was waiting for you to finish that very long sentence so i could uh, say I'm it sorry. <laughs> and so everyone turns like is pulling a big and is turning into an older version of themselves mm-hmm. including freddie who turns into say it adam brody <laughs> seth going baby <laughs> It's also very sweet. He, um, I one thing I noticed, uh, he he still can't walk, so Freddie can't walk normally in real life, and I think they realize. Just... Well, he can. He just uses a crutch. Well, right. Okay. <laughs> and they, I think they realize by just ha- having him have the ability to walk 
uh, might have been offensive that that that's that he gets the power of walking. So instead, he flies. Well, it's also, I think, a reference to the fact that he said that no one should choose flight. Everyone mm. should choose invisibility. But he gets flight when, like, he gets a superpower. Yeah. I thought well, it was each, very great. They also each get one of Shazam's powers. They are not as powerful as him. Uh, so I don't, I couldn't tell what Mary got, but Pedro got super, he finally gets swole. Yes. Um, Orville gets, uh, what does Orville get? I don't know that he. Oh, he gets the lightning. He shoots lightning. Oh, he hands. gets lightning. Uh, Darla is super fast. Freddie can fly and Mary is there. <laughs> Mary has a body <laughs> that fills a costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't recall exactly. I think she was kind of shortchanged in terms of screen time for that sequence. We do not find out what power. Well, what other powers does Shazam have? Well, let's see. Is she just lightning? Bulletproof? Lightning bolts? Oh no, we maybe. So her whole thing is she's bullet. Maybe she- oh maybe she got invincibility. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to see if Wikipedia knows. Please do. Um, anyway, they all get powers. And now as a family, now with adult bodies, they all fight together. Um, and now we have uh, uh, six different adult actors playing children in adult bodies. And it's all very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say because of this, one of the most fun uh, big, dumb superhero fights. And also because it's much lower stakes than usual, which is always nice. Um, they have this big fight. Uh, they defeat them. Um, uh, uh, Shazam tricks uh, Mark Strong into releasing or tricks the last sin who never leaves his body, which is Envy, by making him jealous of the other sins that get to fight. <laughs> and so tricks Envy into leaving his body, thus uh, taking all the power away from uh, Dr. Savannah. He then rips out Savannah's eye, returning it to the purity test orb, which it was, that housed the evil power. Um, and then all the people uh, fucking cheer on our Shazamily um, for doing such a good job being heroes. Um, then we cut to all the family together having Christmas dinner. But guess what? Billy, he's now super happy to be there. Yay, Shazam! Shazam! So here's this is from uh, Wikipedia. The power of Shazam is divided between Billy's siblings based on their personality traits. Freddy, who is disabled... Mary gets to go to Caltech (laughs) even more! (laughs) So Freddy, who is disabled, wields the ability to fly. Uh, Pedro, who tries... By the way, that's his personality trait. He's disabled. (laughs) Pedro, who tries lifting weights... I think personality trait is... I think it's more like an interest. But even like... Oh, Darla talks disability his interest? Or... I don't know. Uh, Pedro, who tries lifting weights... A desire. ...wields the strength of Hercules. It's a... They all get their desire. Well, I'm just reading what IMDb user X wrote. Uh, Eugene, as a video game fan, wields the power of Zeus and does lightning blasts. Mary, as the most self-sufficient of her siblings, wields the stamina of Atlas and is able to wear out her enemy attacks. She's also eligible for college and thus wields the wisdom of Solomon. Darla, who loves running around, oh boy, wields the speed of Oh boy, she is not going to be Mercury. a lot of help. <laughs> I'm smart. Except for the sequel, when they fuck. So Shazam is an acronym, apparently, of Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury. I did not know that. 
Good job, acronyms. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jaiman does say it, but all of Jaiman's dialogue are like... Oh, 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 does he really muffled. say that? Yeah, he does. When Man. he's giving him the powers, he gives a chant. What includes... was I doing during this movie? <laughs> um, um, but then we... Okay, so we get a mid credit scene. Mark Strong's in jail. And then we reveal that a caterpillar that we saw in um, uh, Jaiman's cave of uh, Secret Seven Wizard whatever's... Um, <laughs> Uh, is actually a supervillain of his own with a computer that allows him to speak. Um, <laughs> those of you fan of 1940s comics will recognize this character as Mr. Mind, the evil caterpillar. Um, yeah, I was Apparently he's also a that. character in the modern uh, comics as well. Yeah, I did not get it. I assumed it was a villain of some kind. I just found it silly that it was a caterpillar. Yeah, so apparently I was watching a video and apparently... Um, uh, one of the big storylines, one big storyline in the '40s in the Captain Marvel comics, and at the end, where he had to fight all of his villains, and at the end, it revealed that the, the one who got them all together was a caterpillar. That's very cute. <laughs> I like that. A super smart caterpillar. Um. And, uh, <laughs> and then we have another cute scene, uh, aping Aquaman of Shazam trying to see if one of his superpowers is talking to fish. Oh, fuck. And I forgot the very last scene. Uh, no, sorry. Those are the last scenes in the credits. The very last scene before the credits. So after the family has Christmas dinner, we cut to Freddy having lunch at school. Um, uh, oh, again, yeah. ostracized by all his friends until all of his foster siblings come in. And then he's like, what's going on? You guys don't have lunches, period. And they're like, oh, we're, we made a special arrangement to see someone. And then Billy comes in as Shazam comes in all the kids are super psyched and he's like oh this freddy guy is the coolest he taught me everything i also think these other kids sitting around him are probably equally cool uh <laughs> it's very cute very fun he sits down freddy is psyched and then billy says oh there's someone else uh you should see and in walks holding a tray of uh, <laughs> uh high school food with like a carton of milk superman himself um yes uh, you, who's that actor? What's the actor? Henry Cavill. Yes, fans of Henry Cavill. You do not see his face. It's <laughs> definitely not him. But it was supposed to be apparently, but he didn't shoot the cameo. Why not? I don't know. Timing something. Oh well, I think he's like maybe leaving the role. Well, good for him. <laughs> but this would have been a nice camper. <laughs> no, I know. But as it is, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like yeah, it's just like Superman's torso. It's odd. Also, the costume looks weird. I don't know. Well, it's the costume from this universe. Oh, uh, maybe that's. But weird. but that so what happens? Sucks. So people who so then um, uh, Freddy goes goes what? And we get a hard cut to the credits, which are an incredibly fun animated sequence. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, animated sequence. Both kind of retelling the movie, but also showing the heroes having fun adventures. Um, and this one it involves him stealing the Batmobile, uh, much to the chagrin of Batman, and then driving it to t uh, pick up Wonder Woman to take her to prom, which was very, very cute. Uh, lots of stuff like that where he just like beats up Superman uh, and is much cooler than Batman. Um, very fun. Uh, all the while, the Ramones song, um, "Wanna Grow," Don't Wanna Grow Up? Yeah. Don't want to grow up plays. Very fun. Now, fans of superhero movies might remember this is the exact way that uh, Spider-Man Homecoming ends. Oh, really? Uh, which is a, a scene that has a surprise reveal of a character, someone's rea big loud reaction, in that case, a character going, what the fuck? 
and then getting cut off for they say fuck. Uh, we don't do exactly that, but we do a similar reaction. Then a hard cut to an animated scene with the superhero having a bunch of fun adventures and a slight retelling of the movie, but mostly silly, all set to a Ramon song. Oh, which one did they go with? I want to be sedated. Oh, okay. So it's like yeah, very because very weird. Because those are the two big movies in this current run that are superhero movies very specifically about a high schooler having superpowers. Right. You're right. That is weird. Yeah, movie. It's fucking weird. Maybe they're like, well, we have DC Universe aficionados. They're never going to watch a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) So Anyway, um, that was just something that I thought was weird. Uh, That's the movie. (laughs) No, but that, that's a movie. I It didn't hurt my uh, uh, opinion. So why don't we say what our opinions were overall? We didn't see this movie together. No. Um, so uh, you ready for a letter grade? Yes. All right. Um, three, two, one, B. B minus. Whoa. Swap, swap sides. Swap sides. Um, yeah. I... I thought this movie uh, was similar, not nearly as good, but similar to Spider-Man 2 in the way it just went. It's a comic book movie and is just all out and everything. The melodrama, super sappy. The Mm -hmm. horror scenes, kind of scary. The jokes, fine. They're just fully silly. Like everything is just the full extreme version, which feels right. And... The, the behavior of the teens feels right. I think my the best thing I could say about this movie is that um, if I had seen it when I was 10, I would fucking love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, I would say the first act uh, runs very slow. There's so much exposition. Because we want to set up who Mark Strong's character is, we have to see the test scene with the wizard twice, both Thad's version and Billy's version. Um and it's it's very slow and so we don't get to the really fun stuff for a while and then we get like a lot of the fun stuff which is fun but then makes some of the emotional beats later on feel very rushed particularly the fight between billy and freddie yeah i i thought that yeah it was it very much felt like a movie for kids Mm -hmm. it didn't which is fine, but it didn't seem to have the more like broader appeal that maybe a Marvel movie would have. And yeah, you thought it was more kitty. Yeah, I thought so. I think it's very. I wish you had seen Spider Man Homecoming because it feels very similar in that oh, way. Maybe, maybe yeah. I, I don't like Spider Man as established on this podcast. Still madness. Uh but um, yeah, and I and I felt like when there was not the comedy parts it really did drag Mm. a lot and it also yeah it just felt like i don't know there are parts of it that felt like very just like either low budget or not as sleek as Mm. other superhero movies mostly like marvel things um which i don't think are great movies i guess like they're just like much better made it seemed like than this one was um yeah i don't know i can't really place my finger on like what was like the most low rent thing about it but it didn't feel as polished as those movies i guess yeah and um i liked it a lot uh i i know i gave it a b i mean 
for what it was, I really enjoyed it. I like I would I maybe I'll maybe I'll go to a B plus. Oh wow, okay. I mean, maybe I'll go We're to a off by a whole grade now. <laughs> um, uh yeah, I mean I didn't hate it and I had a great time when the comedy stuff was mm-hmm. there, when it was just silly but when it was going through like the motions of it being a superhero movie, I was less engaged in that and I thought like the family stuff was great. I thought all the kid characters were great and the mm. parents. But it's just there was a lot of it that was kind of yeah, just like sappy and not super interesting, I guess. I I really enjoyed a lot of the Foster stuff. Um like I don't know why. I just the the parents are so absurdly perfect, and mm-hmm. the family is so absurdly perfect. But for whatever reason, it didn't come across as grating to me, and possibly because the movie was so willing to be vicious, mm-hmm. um, and brutally kill people, that the utter earnestness of the family uh, uh, felt like a nice balance as opposed to uh, grating sugar. Um, grating sugar. I don't know. Um, but I, I like, it's very similar to Spider-Man Homecoming in that Spider-Man Homecoming's movie where I really liked the character work. I really liked, um, uh, uh, the, the teen stuff, but it didn't fully come together for me. Um, but I think I like this one a little more. Mm. That's fair. Um, like I, I was surprised by how violent this. I just like this would have been a movie I would have loved as a kid. I like that it, um, you know, the jokes are the jokes are they're edgy in a way that it will make a ten year old's titter. You know, they're not really like edgy jokes, but like just admitting that like. Uh, a kid who suddenly becomes an adult would go to a strip club and making like funny jokes about that. Like, I think, I feel like a lot of kids movies wouldn't do that. Right. And those beats all felt fun. I, I, I would love this, would have loved this as a kid. Yeah, I think, I think you, if you're younger, I bet you would enjoy it more. Uh, or if I were younger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just think it was definitely, I felt like this is not a movie for me. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with not that. But yeah, I just, I don't know that I connected to it as much. But like the, yeah, the comedy beats I enjoyed more than anything else, I think, mm-hmm. would be my verdict. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, well, dude. Why, why do you think America went to, went to see this movie? Are they, and you know, this is... Uh, I th- is this no? It's not three in a row because uh, Wonder Woman was before Justice League. But this is two in a row, huge hits. Mm-hmm. Aqu- well, is this a, really, is this a huge hit or is this just? Big well, enough? I think it made fifty million or something in the box office. So it definitely I mean, didn't have the budget of Aquaman. Yeah, and it made I believe a hundred and thirty worldwide. Let me double check mm. my figures. So I mean, America went to this movie for sure. The trailers were very fun. Yeah, I think the trailers were very good for this movie. So it made $53 million opening. Oh, did you like the big moment? Yeah, when they were stepping on a piano. That was cute. During the mall fight, yeah. they <laughs> fight over a uh, big uh, toy store floor piano. Like in big. 
So and uh and the uh worldwide together it made a hundred and fifty a sixty two so far. So it's pretty good. Its budget was only a hundred million. Only a hundred million. Pocket change. <laughs> Fucking pathetic. Pocket change. But uh yeah, I think the trailer sold this movie really well. It's not that it's a misleading trailer, it's mm. just like has all the fun stuff in it. Which yeah, is valid. It's, and the movie's totally a little darker than the trailer sells. But the trailer sells big but with superheroes which is such an easy to get premise right yeah no it was like i think the marketing for this has been really great also this movie is up against like unplanned the anti-abortion movie oh is that did that already come out yeah i believe it came out this weekend how did that not get number one i don't know i guess maybe maybe four more years why isn't there (laughs) an electoral college for box office well i know I also. I'm Michael Barbaro. Did you happen? Uh, did the screen? <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs> anyway, did the screening you uh, went to have With the flashing lights? Uh, yes. Did the Did they show the trailer for? I think it's called the Breakthrough, the movie starring. Oh, is that the the one with the This Is Us lady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This we... Is Us lady with the kid who falls down a lake. We, I had stupidly looked up the time for, I had the time for the 40X one. Uh-huh. So we got there, we thought we got there with 10 minutes to spare. Instead, we got there with 10 minutes late. So we ran in during uh, for one of the last trailers. I forgot what it was. Oh. Um, but I have seen that trailer before. Is that the, who's the, who's the priest or whatever? Uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Oh. <laughs> it was like, it, that trailer is so terrible. Uh but yeah anyway that, um, there's no point to uh, this the churches busing their uh congregants to go see it and buying every ticket disagree well that's the thing like those christian movies are the only ones where at the end of the trailer there's always like a slash groups url <laughs> there's always like yeah buy group tickets here because you know that's the only way they're getting people to see those movies uh i my church uh the church i go to i don't want to get you know, specific about my faith or anything, but the church I go to uh, bust everyone to go see Venom. Oh, my church bust everyone to go see Mission Impossible. Well, which <laughs> one? Oh, it's uh, it's called the Church of Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, weirdly, I I'm a Buddhist. We love Venom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Venom is the superhero of the Buddhist church. Um. Well, I think this is all that we have time for. <laughs> Shazam! Shazam! I'm a, I'm an adult. <laughs> that's what happens when I Shazam. What happened? I became an adult. Oh, that's what it is. Mm. Oh no, you didn't change at all. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh. Well, dear listener, we're gonna hop into our time machine. And drive all the way to the year 1999. Or is it the year 2199? Who knows? As we explore the Matrix. Either way, I'm going to tell them that the only critically acclaimed DC movies are the ones not featuring Superman and Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, tune in next week. uh, Fucking uh, Neo and shit. Yeah, the Matrix, guys. 20 years ago. Aren't we all old? Toot toot. Toot toot.